Hey, what's going on, everybody? I am Botch TV, your host of BTV, and today we have a special guest, Fight Mike. He is one of my good friends that we met each other while on Glimmish. He's a fellow wrestling content creator, and we are very excited to be doing this one as I'm a wrestling content creator myself. But I'm going to leave the floor to him as he's going to introduce himself and talk a little bit about his content before we get into things today. Let's do it. Let's keep it easy. Uh, thank you so much for the warm introduction. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today when it comes to contact correction. Yes, indeed. I met you over on Glimish. I was actually just exploring Glimish uh, a few months ago when we met. Commiserated. I saw your content, learned a little bit, and we've had a chance to collaborate on a few things before. So another awesome collaboration. So happy for it. Happy to have you here tonight. I mean, excuse me. Happy to be with you, I should say, here tonight. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's awesome. I uh, appreciate you coming on. And like you mentioned, you know, content creation is the same thing, kind of similar thing I do with the WWE 2K series, a very underrated series that I don't think it's enough love, as much as, much love as, you, as you think, but still such a strong, strong series. Not really. I mean, it's a very, very niche uh, community, and uh, it's definitely one of those uh, uh, things that you don't typically see people streaming uh, with being, you know, with shooters and battle royales and everything else that is been popular or has gained popularity in terms of the gaming world uh wrestling is a very very niche type of community so what got you into content creation in the first place like what made you want to start creating whether it was through wwe or just in general was it a streamer that you watched was it you know maybe something that just inspired you that said maybe i'll give this a shot uh, it's a great question, actually. So, what really got me into it was, I, I was always creating content. I used to create uh, wrestling content back in the SmackDown versus Raw days. Um, so the good go old to, days. The good old days. Let's go to the 2K. I forget which which ver. I, I forget which SmackDown versus Raw. I think it was 11, 2011, where you can do story designer, but you can upload your stories to the community creations. Their archaic original version of, of community creations. Yep. That's where I started out doing that. I did that for like a year. Uh, went there through SmackDown was around 2011 to WWE 12. Uh, then I stopped during WWE 12. No, WWE 13 is when I stopped because as it got later on in the year of the series, it got more and more. It got more and more. Um, what's the best way to put it? It got glitchier. Like 2K stopped caring about that series. So it got glitchier. Yep. And. 2K really didn't care about the series anymore, or THQ at the time. They didn't care about that feature anymore, That and they focused more. If you remember, 2011 when the Universe Mode came out, right? Yeah, I think that's so, when yeah. they focused on Universe Mode instead of Story Designer. So if you play Story Designer from SmackDown Raw 2011 all the way to 2K14, which is the last time they had it, it's the same mode. Right. It's the same same mode over and over again they haven't they ain't really changed much of anything so i stopped using it and just started using universe mode and then stopped really creating stuff that's when i stopped but then in 2018 some life changes i decided why not stream so i originally it's funny because i actually didn't start streaming wrestling um i didn't stream wrestling until about a year ago i started streaming uh the sims started with the sims started doing just random challenges having fun on the sims that went and created my own ufc efed which is similar to wrestling but with ufc yeah. Um, at the time, I was on Mixer, and I was it was different because no one else did that. There were there were there were UFC esport leagues on Mixer, but there was no one doing the Fed league 
because of how much work UFC does. And for those who create, like yourself, you know, you use the wrestling games. For those who create on the wrestling game, they don't realize how spoiled they are when you try to create something on a UFC game, when UFC has a very limited queue of creation options, 22 fighter slots versus the 100 that 2K gives you. So it's, it's a lot more limited. So yeah. that's why no one did it. I, mean, I, was, I always said I was the crazy. I was the only one crazy enough to actually create a league in a UFC game with just computers because of the fact that it is a pain to do. I have even I still do it now. I have four different profiles I have to run on my Xbox to run different weight classes because it's such a pain to create and recreate characters every single time. Yeah, I I, I really understand where you're coming from there because obviously. The UFC games, a lot of other sports games, you know, don't offer that uh, um, that type of creation or customization, if you will. Uh, not a lot of them do. Um, but I've noticed that uh, now you do you, your content that you do is primarily focused on uh, um, the EFIT. Yeah, on the EFIT. So I kind of swapped swapped over the last year. I swapped to wrestling. I got, I got tired of UFC mainly because I've been stuck on. Uh, UFC 3, EA, EA put less focus on the simulation part of UFC and more on the player versus player part for the newest yeah. UFC. So I kind of killed my league and it was really difficult to stay on the same game. So I said, you know what? I like 2K. I played 2K19 at times. So I was like, why not? I created this league um, from basically an offshoot from my from my MMA league and it ended up being my primary form of creation for the last year or so. So my end, my end up being my primary form, and I really learned about the EFS stuff. Before that, I knew about it, but didn't follow it too much. Now, I've really learned about the EFS stuff since creating stuff, and just again watching different content creators, learning you know from yourself, from uh, Sin. I've watched this stuff, and and a few other people just kind of jumping around and watching different things, and I've learned a way to kind of create something different, but keep it similar and keep it familiar. Yeah, and it's been fun. It's been fun. The wrestling games give you for those who create any kind of unique content and not saying like fortnite or anything like that like unique content but when you're creating content i'd say produce i think the best way to put it is you're producing content when it comes to wrestling games yeah you're kind of producing content because you got there's some some sort of production going into it especially with with the way you know you do it the way i do it is production in there right right so it's definitely um, more in depth more than just uh, you know, not to insult anybody else that's playing like a uh, um, shooter or a battle royale, but it's definitely more in depth than what uh, a lot of people are aware of. And speaking of which, um, with uh, my next question for you is, do you think that with Glimish being this new platform on the rise, do you think that it could be a place for wrestling to reach that significant following that it hasn't sort of reached on twitch i yes and no so the way glimish is designed i think yes just because of the way glimish is, is designed the concept of glimish right is a very unique concept and design where you know again there there's no fa there's no favoritism really being shown on glimish things like the way the menu pops up um, and it gives you random streamers when you load in the menu just to kind of give everyone a, sh a fair shot. Right. Things that Glemish does, I think that it can grow. 
the thing with Twitch and the thing that I think is the difficult, most difficult thing with Twitch. I'm sorry, I'm scrolling through Glimmish right now just to kind of uh, see something, see something I had thought of in my head. But the thing with Twitch is, it's not so much that Twitch isn't given a chance to these content, to this content. It's that there's so much going on on Twitch. Right. There's so Twitch is such a massive platform, and there's so many people streaming. The nice thing about uh, Glemish, and this is where I think Glemish has a big advantage. It's actually what Twitch had the advantage of a few up until a few months ago, a year or a year and a half now, when Mixer shut down. Was Glemish is something you can't stream direct off the Xbox. Right. So what does that mean? That means one thing that's that's big for content because that means that you're gonna get people who are streaming who probably have a setup for it. computer you have your computer you have your setup for it right right you're gonna get people who are gonna have more serious level content here and again not saying they're serious they're you know there aren't serious level content over on twitch but if i just go to let's just use the game we're talking about 2k22 if we go to that content page right now right 727 people are watching over maybe 30 40 streams yeah, that's usually what I, I I mentioned that the other day uh, when I was on uh, with Shortcat in the very first episode of BTV. How, on average, it's thirty to forty streams that I normally see, um, in that category. So it's not a lot already, but um, it's like, not a lot at all. Um, but then you look if you look towards the bottom. This is why I bring it up. You look towards the bottom. So all uh, these different modes being played. Some people are playing. Like I know some people just like one person here that says hi. They're just saying hi and stuff like that. This is most likely someone who streamed from their console. But again, nothing's wrong with that. But gotta start somewhere. You gotta start somewhere, exactly. And that's nothing wrong with that. You gotta start somewhere and you gotta do something. And that's why I think mixed uh, with Glimish, the advantage is the fact that you're getting more centric, more episodic based tele more episodic based um content with wrestling. I think wrestling has a huge advantage there to get that episodic based content. To really grow and go in the right direction right I, I i concur with you there i think i think you're right i think uh you know there's just so many streamers there's so much content within itself on twitch and plus with the ability to stream from your xbox and you know that's a definitely a long ways away from uh what uh glimish is doing i would love it to get to a point where you know, at some point there is a console app. I mean, of course, the more stuff that's out there, the better. But, uh, you know, that definitely sets apart because you have to have a, you know, setup, at least a computer or some sort of uh, type of setup to stream from uh, to, to Glimish. So I definitely think that it can set apart. And, and you know, coming to Glimish, my goal was to be the wrestling guy. And I think I've done that pretty successfully um if i do say so myself don't mean to toot my own horn but i think i've done that pretty successfully uh going to uh glimish and that kind of leads me into my next question is what do you think wrestling creators like yourself and as well as myself too uh need to do to really shine a light on the creativity that can happen with wrestling games with Glimish, because I know that you mentioned uh, that that you know Glimish is it's it's its own thing. There's not much you know people streaming on it. It doesn't have like the Twitch has where there's a lot too much going on. And there's a lot of people that I know that just don't know 
the level of creativity that can happen with wrestling games. So where do you think, what do you think we need to do? And I say we as a wrestling content creation community uh, to tell people that this is the, this is what you can do with these games and wrestling deserves to have a place on a platform like Glimish so it can grow and people can realize that there's a place for this type of content. I think what needs to be done, I think the biggest thing that needs to be done when you're talking about talking about something like that, I think the, the biggest thing is working together. So one thing that Glemish also has, this is an advantage, kind of jumping back in the last question, right? That Glemish has an advantage. Glemish is trying to build the community aspect that Mixer had, right? That's kind of the goal of Glemish. A lot of the Glemish people were on Mixer. They really don't like the vibe that Twitch has. Twitch is not exactly a, most, <laughs> the most community-friendly section, right? Right, for sure. Uh, I would agree with that. Glemish has the ability to do that. And the reason I bring that up is when you look at events, you look at all the events that are going on right now, right? If you look at these Twitch events, a lot of these Twitch events don't want to work well enough. There's no community no. aspect. It's, it's my stream. It's my stuff. I learned that doing these because I've realized real quick, people are out in, on Twitch. They're out to kind of help their brand grow. They're out to do that. They're out to help their particular brand grow or anything else. They're not looking for... Oh, they're not looking to bring up others, not looking to work together, not looking at that. And then when you do work together, I've seen this, especially being on, um, just on social media. When you do work together with other feds, there's no trust. There's, right. There's, let's just, there's no trust. There's, there's, did you screw my guy over? Did you screw my team over? Did you make my fed look bad to make yours look good? There's no trust at all. There's no communication. There's nothing like that at all. And that causes kind of communication to break down and no one wants to work. No one wants to work together. And then you end up being just one streamer and you can't you can't really grow at that point. Right. Um another thing that I think Twitch that that would work with eFeds is you have to work you know you have to work together, but another thing is you have to know this is a unique product and you have to be not only strict, but you gotta be community based, you gotta help each other out because this as a the eFeds in itself, I would say are a while it is a big part of the two of like the of the game itself. Yep. It's not a it's not a celebrated part. So think about the features they add in 2K19, 2K20, and 2K22. I'll use 2K20 as an example too because they did add well the game the execution wasn't great. They aimed to add features. Since 2K, let's go back. Let's say since 2K16, mm-hmm. what's the what's the biggest feature you've seen added for anyone making an effect from there to there? I think that was that was when they introduced. Was it custom briefcases or was it? Custom briefcases was nineteen. Nineteen. That's that was nineteen right. was custom. Other than that, what have they what have they added? Um, let me. See. Well, they did add the promo promo engine. I did see that. They add the promo engine for universe mode, but that was it. It wasn't the best thing because it was. Well, uh, yeah, they they removed it. Yeah, which I think was better than you know. Uh, honestly, I think you know that that whole thing was broken altogether. It was uh, it was a very bad execution. They could have done something better, and maybe in two K twenty three they'll bring it back and do something better. But hopefully, when you talk about EFED stuff, there's a lot of things to add in fifteen. The ability to import to import logos, big deal uh, for character creation, arena creation. The ability to create arenas was sixteen. That's when they re implemented it within sixteen with everything you can do. And then they add parts every year. Like this year, they added two extra pieces to the arena. They added the Thunderdome parts to the arenas, right? Right. Outside of that, what other 
things do they give you for people that play? And let's just not go EFED, people that play universe mode. Big, uh, superstar mode. There's superstar mode a big start. A superstar mode's a big start. I'm not, I don't include that one just because while it's a great start, it feels like it's more of a career mode. Like if you want to play, right. that's what it feels like. It feels like it's a more of an old school career mode. Right. It's kind of just like a, a, a SmackDown Shut Your Mouth style, Here Comes the Pain style, where it's just, it's going through annually and things are happening to you. Really, I'll, I'll compare it to, like, to the Raw series, where things are just happening to you. The game just keeps revolving randomly throughout the year. You get into different storylines. You can different, get different championships. It's not mm-hmm. as linear as a um, as My Rises. For My Rises, it's a linear story. If you lose, you got you to play a match over again. It's not as linear. That's what I, that's why I always looked at it from, from uh, with Superstar mode. But in terms of universe mode, a lot of things that the community has asked for hasn't happened. Like universe mode from 2K19 to 2K22, outside of promos and Superstar mode, hasn't changed too much. Yeah, it's a couple little tidbit improvements. Like I've mentioned a bunch of things, like possibly having triple threat rivalries, fatal four way rivalries. Uh, definitely, they could utilize create create a story and i had this concept uh since we're on the topic might as well talk about it i had this concept of possibly um using create a story to create a rivalry in the sense where like you can choose what cutscenes play out and you could and you could let's say you have let's say i have like luna outlaw and valkyrie who are two of two of the characters that i have that are in a rivalry right now and i was able to choose a cutscene. And I could, in the card, in universe mode, there could be an option to import that cutscene into into that match. So it would happen. And then you could choose, like, maybe, like, two or three cutscenes that could happen. Maybe once before the match, once during it, or once after it, or vice versa. Maybe not include one in the entrance part or in the middle of a match. Or maybe just include one after the match. And then be able to... That way that you could have, like, more of a control of what's going to happen if you want that. Like, I think that would be, you know, very, very interesting. That would have to be something... I Obviously, I'm, I'm thinking way ahead, but, you know, just something that would be really, really interesting, I think, is to allow the people that want more control over what happens in their universe mode to have that control. Uh, more more options, more customization options, obviously more creation options and create an arena and other things like that too as well. Um, but I think just having those options would be would be uh, pretty awesome. And now that you talked about you know the downfalls of some of, of trying to make an efed or at least make an efed successful anyway uh, on Twitch. Um, that kind of leads into my next question is, what do you think about new platforms coming out like Glimish, uh, you know, and Lightspeed TV is one that is just, that I just saw on Twitter the other day. I don't know how successful it's going to be, but, you know, that remains to be seen. I can't predict the future. Uh, SharePlay, SharePlay TV, um, other these other platforms, but obviously Glimish being the one right now. I think it's a good thing. I honestly think it's a good thing. I think with Twitch, um, Twitch is at the point where obviously it's it's just it's too big, it's too big. It's owned by 
probably arguably the biggest company in the world. Amazon, yes. And, yeah, probably the biggest company in the world. It, it's just it's too big. So I think with with other platforms, it gives people an idea to uh, a chance to build their brand even more. So, uh, like you said on Twitch, you know, it's a much bigger it's a much bigger pool on Glimish. Not as many people streaming, meaning meaning it's giving more opportunity. Also with Glimish, it's giving opportunity to four different streamers. The nice thing about that is Glimish also has a different audience. I've noticed from watching Glimish, streamers are more open to work together. Streamers are more open to talk. Streamers are more open there. There's a different audience there. So that means that gives an opportunity for yourself or for anyone that streams like Glimish primarily. It gives them an opportunity to grow their brand and to grow differently than they would be on Twitch because Twitch is a completely different Twitch is a completely different animal. And you've seen it from the type of people that are coming in and and you, you speak to in terms of viewers and chat yeah completely different from the people you see on twitch completely different from the people you see on twitch um twitch is younger typically twitch is a little more mature twitch people will try to piss you off a little bit more blemish is a little different and i think with having those different platforms that's not just blemish any platform like was it light speed you said it was light Anyone? speed yeah light it, speed. it's not live yet but that's something that i heard about SharePlay tv as well a bunch of other ones that Lone i'm always trovo. hearing about yeah trovo yeah trovo. Yeah. trovo you have all these different stream platforms the cool thing about that is that it makes one it gives you options to where you want to take your content because some places your content may not work out well some places it's it's not against the the content itself it just may not have the right audience so right. sometimes going to a like you said here a great example is yourself you said that you kind of built yourself as a wrestler as the wrestling guy on, on glimpse on twitch there's hundreds of those. there's hundreds yeah. of wrestling guys there's hundreds i'm one of them there's hundreds of wrestling people who create wrestling content on twitch blemish being the only one the first one that puts you out there that, that stands you out and stands that content out even more because people are going to be in like you said people are like huh i didn't know people did this let me check you out and see what you're about okay how can i be a part of this how can i watch more how can i support you how can i do whatever and it helps kind of grow the the atmosphere right so it right. helps grow the atmosphere whereas the opportunity is not there for yourself or for anyone because how twitch is engineered what's the likelihood you're going to go and click on let me go see what's going on in wrestling yeah on twitch you're not going to and then there's so much to shit there's so much to choose from that you're that it becomes hard i have the issue where i'm trying to host sometimes i host someone i want to host a, you know an up and coming wrestling streamer there's like 50 people on i don't know who the hell to host it's because there's yeah. so many people on i don't know who to host is it going to be worth it is it going to be the content i'm looking for whereas like blemish you have the opportunity now to share and build your brand a little more efficiently and that's not just limits that's any streaming platform because i get i bet you on trovo there's not that many wrestling streamers i've been on lightspeed there probably won't be that many wrestling streamers you know yeah and these other platforms i mean it's already a niche community we've already talked about how niche it is so combine that combine that with you know all these new platforms glimish glimish is up and coming and who knows where it's going to be in two to three years but it being it being an already a niche community like it's pretty it's pretty insane to where like i don't want to get a little too ahead of myself but i can't imagine where rcw and where the botch tv brand is going to be within two three four five years 
uh, on Glimish, you know, you know, that, that, and that's one thing. And that kind of leads me into my next question, obviously growing the community. And you mentioned, I remember us talking in discord and discord DMS and a bunch of other things. You mentioned that there's something esports that you would like to start or, or, or have started rather, um, in the WWE 2k community. So, you know, talk a little bit about that and how you think a new platform like Glimish could help, like, um, you know, further that. You know, it's, it's a great, very interesting question. Right now, we're at a standstill with that. Um, the problem with the wrestling community, I think you've seen this, especially if you're on Twitter, you've seen this, or if you've joined any um, eSport competition leagues or anything like that, the, the community is toxic. Right now, the way I see it, there is the community itself is just toxic um i seen that a lot of it a lot a lot of what 2k looks at right when they make the game a lot when they look at their opinions of game of the community base who they look at they look at the dank ops they look at um macho they look at them right yeah the bigger at. ones that's, yeah that's what they look at no they have a zero interest in esports zero interest in that stuff they right. create their own content. They create their own content. Sometimes they'll collaborate, but for the most part, they're doing their my career stuff. They're doing my GM stuff. They're doing this. They're doing uh, my faction stuff, which has apparently been a hit for 2K this year. So I'm sure it's going to be back next year. But my faction has been a big thing for these YouTubers. So what is 2K going to focus on? Those my things. Career, my faction. So what happens is is that the esports side doesn't get any love. When the esports side doesn't get love, it, it leaves people to create their own leagues. What happens when you create your own league, you start getting a lot of the toxicity, a lot of the people who aren't building their brand, who aren't building the brand in the right direction to help grow the scene. So one of the, the goals, I think we talked we talked about when we DM'd on Discord, one of the goals when I was doing a, when I was uh, initially coming up with this with uh, the website I work for, the SmackDown Hotel, is we wanted to build something that can help build the scene, that can make it be an official place for player for players to build their brand on a competitive level mm -hmm. and also for the brand to grow but also the biggest thing for me and this is not just for you know for myself is for anybody who creates that kind of content a place for content creators to be able to make a living be able to make a, a, an establish a decent brand out of this um, the biggest thing that i use when i look at esports the biggest the, the one company that i use for um an example is ESFL. I think we talked about ESFL before. They're the, U yep. the UFC's biggest brand. Okay, so the ESFL started off just like how 2K, how, how we are, where they have, they had no brand recognition. They had nothing. They just started off in UFC number two, I think it was, as a, as a few, like three or four creators came together, same goal, and built this brand, right? They built this brand, but they built it on not only consistency, they built it on conduct. They built it on, you know, strict rules. They have a, a code of conduct that they follow. They built it on all that, right? Mm -hmm. They made everything look official, graphics, formatting, everything looks official. So it looks, if you watch an ESFL show, it looks like a show. It looks so formatted, so clean, so smooth. Come four years later, where's ESFL at? Just yesterday, EA actually put their gear in the game. So ESFL's gear is in the game built into ufc they don't have to do custom creation nothing it's built into ufc 4. that's crazy that's great right that's crazy. <laughs> yeah that's and nuts he, man he spent an esports team that started off two years or four years ago uh, in 2017 i believe five years ago 
that uh, their only goal was to create something to help the, the community grow are big enough now where the creator of the game itself and this is ea it's obviously it's, it's ea it's a big company they put the character they put this brand's gear on the game so now when they run their shows their branded gear is on all of their characters that's lit that's, that's gotta like, that's gotta be one hell of accomplishment from those guys that started it because they probably thought there's no way in hell like ea is gonna give a shit about this but we're gonna do it anyway um, exactly. And another thing that EA did, this is why, and this is why I talk about this being a thing that has to take some time to do. Another thing EA did is UFC 4. The way UFC 4 evolved from UFC 3, primarily it pushed the competitive environment. Why? Because when ESFL launched, it built other, other brands came with it. Other, other esport e leagues came with it. Those esport leagues copied what ESFL was doing in terms of the, the, the content, the way the, the way you join the roster, their code of conduct. What I think is really important is the code of conduct to stop that toxicity. They copied that. They all became bigger. EA, UFC noticed that, and EA noticed that. And they built UFC 4 to cater to that audience. So it's the same thing as 2K. 2K seeing their biggest success from a marketing standpoint is the dank offices and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. They're catering to their content. If uh, if uh, if honestly, if online was a big push for 2K, they cater to it. But online, not a big push. And I was talking to someone who creates eFeds things. If there were huge streamers that had a real, you know, real smooth product, and a lot of us do. But if there were huge streamers, like if a, like if a Dankops example, if a Dankops ran the eFed, I bet you 2K would pay more attention to the eFeds. Oh hell yeah. 2k will pay more attention to the e-pets so you can't but but that's not his content that's not his content that's not what Macho well he's always yeah he's always done the chris danger and let me just say for a second and since we're on the topic of content creators he turned a video game character into a fucking real thing man like seriously like that's insane he turned it into them then they made their own they all made their own little promotion together that's insane to me. Like, that is... I mean, I want to turn Brian Outlaw into a real thing, and the day that I do, I'm gonna... You know, that's gonna... The day that I... go out of that curtain, or from the back of any wrestling company, whether it's an indie company, AEW, WWE, I don't care. The day that I do that as Brian Outlaw, like, that is when I'm gonna know everything that I've done for RCW has been worth it. I think that for me is going to be uh that that for me is going to be the like epitome of everything that you've done is worth it now. Uh you know Absolutely. what or was worth it. And you know and that kind of goes into our our next thing which you kind of mentioned some of it already. Um so what was your Twitch experience you know, primarily being a wrestling content creator. I know that you mentioned in the episode that I had with Shortcat how, you know, people were toxic and also racist oh, that's, stuff and everything. That's Twitch, um, in, that's Twitch in general. Unfortunately, that's Twitch in general. Twitch is just a, it's that kind of place because it's so easy to create an account because it's so big and because you're always going to find people that hate. 
it's like it's like kind of like Twitter. Twitter is such a big place that you're always going to find people that are saying things offensive, people that are trying to get under your skin. It's honestly it's the natural form of the internet. Even a place like Blemish, while not as common, will probably get some trolls and stuff like that too. Because it's just a common place. I got it on Mixer all the time. Right. Um, and I think that's what it, it, it doesn't bother like things like that don't bother me like i just like i just laugh oh at it. no it's just and, some idiot on the internet man. <laughs> I, just, I, I just laugh at it i mean that means that they're bored and I'm, uh, all i do is just tell them thanks for thanks for watching the ad before you decide to hate on me so at least i got i got something out of it so, <laughs> yeah. have, have, if you have a hundred more people you can send my way please please do <laughs> yeah i mean that's they can say as much as they want say as much as they want um uh, but when it comes to Twitch, I think the Twitch experience has been—it's been a decent one for me. I think the biggest thing is is growth. Uh, I, the biggest thing I noticed is growth. So I thought when I moved to Twitch from Mixer, I thought, "Oof, this is going to be a nice change. I'm going to get more followers. I'm going to get more viewers. I'm going to do a lot because really, my UFC stuff, which is what I came up with on Twitch, it blew up. It was very good on Mixer. I was averaging, you know, I was averaging almost 20, 20, 25 people per stream. Very good amount. A lot wow, of wow, that's a lot of a lot of engagement it's awesome right that's de that's decent that's good it, it was very good but on twitch i thought okay if i grew it on twitch if i grew it on mixer i can grow it on twitch right what happened no I'm nope getting like three, i'm getting like two people i'm getting like one person i'm getting like three people i'm building it so our, my averages are going a little higher and i keep track of all of my averages for all of my shows so i'm getting a little better but for the most part ain't um what's it called it ain't been growing the way I want it to grow and that's because Twitch is such a big it's such a big network that so many streamers there's so much you remember Twitch also primar uh, primarily primarily advertises I should say based on view count so if you're going to 2k right now the first 10 people yeah are going to be probably the most likely people to get clicked they're the ones also with the most views so if you go scroll down you see someone with three two three views you're not going to be inclined to click because when you see someone, this is the same thing with YouTubers. If you see someone that has, if you're looking at someone that's making this, two people are making the same amount of content, right? You see one person has a hundred people watching at the same time, huh? They must be pretty interesting. You see one person, the other person has one viewer watching it. You're like, eh, I'm going to click on the guy with a hundred because he seems to be, so he's doing, yeah, he has to be doing, from the outside, you're like, he has to be doing something right. Right. hundred people watching. You got to be doing something right. So let's check out what he's doing. And yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I do I do think uh I do think that uh where you got the you hit the nail on the head there. It, it does go by uh view count. Um but I also always say that hell like when I rated people, we had a tr tradition on my channel when I was on Twitch where we would raid somebody um that was in the WWE 2K community, whether it was one of my friends, so whether it was you or Sin or Sakate or or someone random that we found, um, we would do that because I would want to help grow the wrestling gaming community. I would want to show people this is what other people are doing. This is why the wrestling community deserves more love than than um, what it's getting right now, uh, and and that's and that's what I would do. Um, and and that kind of goes into the next uh, the next thing, which is. Obviously, you mentioned it before, like the people people not work not wanting to work together. But 
Out of all of that, all of the stuff that you mentioned, what do you think is the biggest, biggest, above all, obstacle uh, for WWE content creators on Twitch, like, right now? If you had to just choose one thing, what is that, what is that thing? The tools to create, the tools within the game to create a unique experience. So, this is something I'm going I'm to I'm really touch on here with, with Universe Mode. Universe Mode is base state. What is it? Just well, a collection of a collection of matches, right? Just right. A collection of matches. If you think about it, you pick three to fourteen matches, then and and if you don't do anything else, it just runs the matches, right? So I mm-hmm. think the biggest the biggest obstacle for a, a Twitch streamer when it comes to the two to being a two K creator is finding a unique way to work around the game obstacles. So that while it may not give you immediate results, eventually as you advertise, as you promote it. As it grows and more people see your brand, it'll help you get over that obstacle. But I think that's the biggest thing is getting over the tool, the tools or lack of uh, that 2K gives you to make your game unique. Now, this is not saying 2K is bad. They don't give you tools because they give you more tools than realistically any of the sports game. Right. No other sports game gives you the tools that um, 2K does. There's, there's nowhere, nowhere near what what 2K gives you. Nowhere near. And sports game and then but but there's other tools that you have to utilize. There's not too much you can do to make it unique. If if you think about it, what you do, you do your promos the way you do them. I do the comic book style stuff, and we'll talk more about that later. But if you take away your promo stuff and you take away all my comic book stuff, and we just have matches, well, what's the difference between our streams? Just the commentary. But other than that, it's still the collection of matches. It's what you do in between the matches that make it count. And that's where a lot of streamers have that struggle. And mm-hmm. that's the biggest obstacle. You have to find a way to get over that hump to create a story and to create a reason to watch the show. Um, I'll use, because we're talking wrestling, use Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw has been a considerably better show over the last few weeks. Since Triple H took over, yeah. Since it was before. What's the biggest change he made? It wasn't bringing the talent. It wasn't doing anything. It was consistency through the story. It was it was, it was consistent stories. Um, use the Dexter Loomis stuff as an example. That's one of the coolest shits I've ever seen ever in, in WWE for recently. Not gonna lie. I love all that. Yeah. It's really unique, right? It's really unique. But notice what they're doing with it, where... It, so it's a it's a story culminating good like, like they had what a, a grand a garbage can on fire they had a car crash in the in the back and stuff like that like notice it's just little tidbits of the story being popped in to keep you hooked on viewing this is something that uh, I watch a lot of WWE from the ruthless aggression era yeah it's something that they used to do where the quality of the content wasn't as good if you look at their roster back then it was very dry Raw had maybe twenty five people on on the show at once Raw has a lot more now but their content was was drier but they had consistency throughout the entire show when you do match 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 there's no consistency each each match doesn't matter you can call one championship your world championship mm-hmm. all that means is it just happens to be the last match it doesn't actually mean anything the biggest obstacle is making that championship mean something and making the story behind it mean something so people will watch through the entire show wondering what's going to happen next yeah, like even when RCW first started and I didn't have those segments, at least I had stories in my head that I was replicating 
on you were talking about exactly you were talking about the story that's going to be the biggest i think that's the biggest thing that people have um an example last night uh, which the stream started off you know i had my show last night last night what was our story we had a character one of our characters attacked attacked someone else on friday to help his leader get a win leader got the win on last friday here's the the breakdown to it leader attacks him hits him with a back he didn't need help what i did is we threw him in a van using gta and we drove the van off throughout the show we give little updates on where the van's at and what's going on with this dude and trying to figure out what happened to him at the end of the show we blew the van up that's sick <laughs> so that's, that's awesome what, that's, well, that's what happened to him we blew we blew the van up so there's no more there's no more of the said character he's he gone but there was a hitch to keep the show going and that's it. You don't have to blow someone up. That's the first time we've had to kill someone on the show. Yeah, <laughs> kill somebody. <laughs> but um, again, it kind of goes through the um, it kind of goes through the pieces to get the show going. So you're wondering what's going on next. When you have a collection of matches, there's no hitch for people to want to stay. That's the biggest obstacle. Is is and you gotta think about it when you're creating these shows. You gotta think about it like TV, right? Yeah. Most TV shows don't even action movies aren't just action, 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 action. They have to slow it down, set up the action, set up a reason for the action to happen. If someone's gonna have a shootout, most of the time they set up a reason for this this shootout, or if a shootout happened first, they're backtracking explaining why it came to this moment. If you're not yeah. having that moment there, you're not there, you're not gonna stick people there. I think that's the biggest obstacle for people is you have to use what tools you have to do it. 2K doesn't have a, a, a story designer or a promo engine or anything like that. And it should, but they don't. You right. Know that obstacle in your show room. Right. You know, and I, I think, I think that definitely, uh, you hit the nail on the head there because I've noticed the number one thing that I've seen and that I think um, is is we're talking about before we get into. Uh, the next part here, uh, just going off what you mentioned, was having uh, viewers uh, that will follow and they'll ask about having their character put on the show. And and I have this rule. I don't know if you have a set. I think you do, I believe. I think you have a set rule, too. Um, but I have this rule where uh, you have to be a follower of the channel for at least two weeks and you have to show up in the streams every once in a while. I totally get it that people have lives outside of streaming and outside of recording and everything else. I have a life outside of that, you know? Oh, sure. So I totally understand that. But the number one issue I would run into, and this is something that I warned people on the first episode of BTV, it was, if you're a wrestling content creator, watch out because there are people that are going to be all across... Pretty soon, Glimish is going to get these types of people, too. Who knows? Um, but it's kind of just inevitable where um, you'll get these people that will want their character. They'll follow because they want their character, and then they never come back. Of course. Oh, yeah, I get that all the time. Um, I, think, I think the biggest thing is that, and it's going to happen to Glimish, I agree with you. The biggest thing with that is that people, when you have an, inter when you have an interactive stream of any kind, well, it doesn't have to be wrestling. I've seen people do interactive sim streams. I've seen people do interactive all kinds of streams. When you have interactivity, people are going to want to be a part of the action. People are always going to be want, want to be a part of the action. All right. So when you have interactivity streams, people are always there. You have to have, like you said, you have to have some sort of checks and balances 
to do that. My checks and balances have evolved a little bit, whereas before it was kind of like you, you have to follow, you know, a certain amount of time, you have to have a math, a certain amount of channel points. Now it's, um, I actually, I actually draft contracts. The way it works is I draft contracts based on how long you follow the stream and how often you're there. So, uh, like most wrestling shows, I divide your, I divide the level of your character into different divisions from the main event down to the lower car. Right. right. So, from there, most new people that get signed on to our league, they get five matches. Right. Five matches. After five matches from the date you signed, then we go into negotiations for a new contract. Now, the nice thing that works that way is after five matches, I'll give, I can commit to a story, because obviously we're building stories, right? Mm -hmm. I commit to a story that will span five matches. If this person is, is a regular and they're showing up and they're contributing, whether they're giving their own promos they don't have to or just watching the show it doesn't matter in the level of interaction is there if you're contributing to the show and you're contributing in some way then of course we'll keep it going but if you show up and you leave and you don't come back okay well then your character is going to be used the way he's used and some people are there like i know one character as an example um last night you had a character that um that came in the guy the guy did that same thing he joined my stream. He's like, can I be a part of it? Please, please, please. He stayed for the allotted time to get the channel points so he can watch. Or so he can mm -hmm. be a part of it. I download his character. He has not shown up in five months. Wow. That's crazy. What's his character do now? Well, his character got jumped. He got his head shaved. And now his character is, you know, he, he comes out. He does win. So he won last night. But he sometimes wins. But I don't invest that much time, that much energy into his character. Now, right. That's when... Right, exactly. Um, that's that's when you know that's that's a big deal. Um, when you know you do that, and I think that's the thing is you have to have some sort of some sort of consistency and also some sort of of rule set that gives you that gives the player understanding, gives value. I think that that's really the biggest thing is giving value. You have oh, you said two weeks, two weeks, and then they have to watch for a certain amount of time, right? Right. That means there is a value in being part of your league. Right there's value there so that makes someone want to stay and typically if you if you have someone that builds the value and they want to be part of this then they'll stay but if they don't but if there's no value of course they'll drop their character some people just want to drop their character in as many leagues as they can mm -hmm. just so they can say hey my character is in all these leagues or or whatever and it doesn't work out they don't really care about your particular content they forget about it and move on i've had a few people do that right it's so, whatever you know yeah, it's what, it's, it's what it is. But if you want people to stay, you want to grow your viewer base, you got to build value. It is, it's it's essentially you're building value in your brand. Right. And whether that's getting people to stay, whether it's having compelling stories, whether it's having a rule set that makes people, that gives people repetition, whether it's having interactivity like vote, like, you know, a poll system, a betting system, an upgrading system, whatever it may be. If you have something to keep in their activity, that's what's going to give you um, a chance to kind of set yourself apart and help bring more people in and have people stay and not just have those people who jump in, follow one, follow, get the person in and leave and never come back. Right. Exactly. Uh, like I, I think for me, I always tell people like, I might not have a story for your guy yet. That's why I created rise where it's a CPU versus CPU show. And that's the only CPU show that I do. And that's where all the newer guys go. And I actually created that show specifically for the people that I don't have a storyline for right away. Um, so, you know, they still get showcased, but 
you know, they're not a part of the major story. Not because, not because I don't think they're good enough, but because I'm writing it or I'm thinking about it. And I always tell people, wait, the, there's always a method to the madness. Wait until you see your guy go through this journey or, or female go through this journey and trust me with the stories that I create not to toot my own horn but they turn out pretty badass so you know yeah, just it's, it's just a long, long term thinking and that's the hitch that you get people to come back in you have to have that hitch exactly which kind of leads us into the next question that I have for you and that's what do you think sets apart wrestling games creatively from other sports simulation games or from other games that are sports oriented because there's uh, a lot of stuff that sets it apart. Oh, well, there's a lot. I mean, the biggest thing, the biggest thing is going to be the creation, the creation suite of uh, the ability to create. We talked about that earlier. Uh, this game has, it's unrivaled. When it comes to its ability to create, it's absolutely unrivaled in terms of any other game. I think people don't understand that when they trash this game, People understand that this is not like no game can match this. That's why I think the AEW game coming up gets a lot of slack, right? Um, because of the fact they're like it's not going to have a creation suite like 2K. No, no game does. No, <laughs> no not on that. Not on that level. No game does. No game has the level of creation of creativity that 2K gives you. No game has. It. There is no game like like. Of course, a AEW game is not going to be able to match it. No one can, and and there's no wrestling game that can. UFC does not do it. Basketball can't do it. Baseball doesn't do it. Football doesn't do it. Um, no. A lot of those games don't even try. They can't do it. They can't. They can't. UFC. You look at UFC. UFC is probably the closest thing that can try because it gives you the option to create multiple characters. Right. But even then, UFC does not try to be 2K at all. UFC does not try at all to be 2k they have archetypes they know their lane they know okay we we ain't we ain't compete with these guys they know their lane right they know their lane so no 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 create no game creation can compete with 2k's creativity and oh definitely not that's what that's really the biggest thing that sets the part now the other things that set it apart obviously it's professional wrestling um you know but the biggest thing is going to be creation the creation suite. the creation suite is going to be the biggest biggest thing because that's not just creating characters you're creating arenas you're uploading images you're creating tattoos for your characters you're creating shows you're formatting stuff there's so much you can do on the two but you're making your own damn championships what other game can let you create a championship i don't really know any other one at the top of my head so there's none there's none the only other combat sports game that's major right now is, is ufc right and they can't do it they, they don't let you create your own championship you have the in-game championships, and you can't even select who the champion is because the game updates automatically to match who the real-life UFC champions are. So you right. can't even change that. So it's literally, you can't change anything, along with the fact that there's universe mode, something else that no other game... I mean, other games have, like, their, they have franchise mode. Obviously, right. they have franchise mode, they have stuff like that. But think about it. With franchise mode, and uh, use NBA 2K as an example, there's only so much customization you can do with NBA 2K's franchise mode. Yeah. Whereas with wrestling, you have universe. You can create a brand. If you want to make a show every day of the week, you can. If you want to make a pay-per-view every day of the week, you can. If you want to have three brands like based in the game with different pay-per-views assigned to the brand, you can. If you want to have one show, have a super show every month, you can. Um, 
Right. If you want to have a short show, if you want to have a long show, it doesn't really matter. You kind of can, can customize it. You can make literally, it's universe mode is a perfect name for it because literally you can make your own universe. R really, it's building your own world. The only caveat I will say though um, is that um, obviously with NBA uh, 2K23 coming out uh, next week, uh, the one thing that I do like that they're having is they're finally adding um, WNBA um, uh, expansion teams and they're adding yeah. a little bit more, which is cool because obviously for those that don't know, I have Jordan and Savannah Williams, two wrestlers that were in the WNBA. Um, and I am continuing that series. I plan to bring the Houston Comets back um, from dead um for th for that series so yeah there are there is some customization there with custom arenas and uploading your own images to the nba does allow you to do that but not to the extent of 2k i will agree no, with you there not to the extent of 2k not to the extent of 2k no game does nba does it but also nba is nba has a bit of, a, of an advantage over the ea stuff nba is developed by the same the same develop developing team now, right. especially because Ux is gone, so it's literally the same publisher and developer that makes both games. So both games are going to look very similar. If you notice this year, the graphic, the graphical gap, yeah, which is big. They notice the graphical gap closed between NBA 2K and WWE 2K. They got real close. Yeah, 2K22 because of the fact that who was making it's the same group. They're using the same graphics engine, so they have that. So of course, 2K is going to have some features, but it's going to have the as as in depth. As NBA or as, as WB, no. no, no. But that's also the nature of the game. It's yeah, the it's, it's it's a basketball game. It's not, you know, it's not like you know pro wrestling where it has all the storytelling and everything else. Like I, I've done a lot of creative things with NBA 2K. Like you know, I, I'm making up the storyline where the Sparks don't protect Savannah and Jordan as they're signed on big deals and. And they're signed with their friend Sandra the Bandit Cooper, and so the Houston Comets are coming, and the Sparks aren't. The Sparks don't protect Sandra and and Savannah and Jordan, so they buy out their contracts. And guess who comes knocking? The Houston Comets. Um, and that's pretty much how the storyline's gonna start. And I'm gonna start off from where 22 started off. So there's still a lot of creativeness there, but. Definitely not on the scale of, you know, WWE, but I do appreciate how uh, NBA 2K is starting to expand stuff for the next-gen consoles and starting to expand it more. Um, you know, so they're doing things, the NBA side is doing things in their own way, too, which which is good for those who are fans of, uh, for those who are fans of that game. Which, speaking of creation... Now I'm going to pick your brain even a little bit more. And, you know, what is your mind like when you create a call or a promo for your effect? Because I know you showed me how you do your promos and you show me, you know, all that stuff. So what is your creative process when it comes to creating your original characters and getting into the mind of that character when you're making a promo? Because you obviously have to get into the mind and wonder how is this character going to say this? What's this character going to look like? And a lot of other things. And with the creativity that WWE offers you, the possibilities are almost endless. Within some limitations, but... It's obviously, some limitations. I think, I think when it comes to my mindset now, and before I was just creating characters, I think that's why a lot of my characters... If you look at my 2K19 book, 
and my 2K19 content and look at my 2K22 content, I think a lot of the evolution is the usage of the, the usage and the vision of characters. So I create a lot of a lot of my a lot of my characters I create I call them burner characters, mm -hmm. where they're literally just built to expand the story. They're not meant to win. They're not meant to do anything. That's why I don't look for I don't actively try to get people to join my league because of the fact that I have burner characters that I bring in that just you know, let's use Cole Quinn as the example. Cole Quinn is the career mode. The, basically, the, the career mode character for the last, what, three games? Four games now? Mm -hmm. He's literally just the goon that you beat up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cole Quinn gets the shit beaten out of him. Poor Cole Quinn. Poor Cole. What's his, what's his, what's his view? What's exactly, this is, the, this is the wrestler I had blow up in the van yesterday. Is his same, his goal was, I had a faction that kind of like a street, kind of like a street gang. I put Cole in it. They beat him, and he got basically jumped into the gang. He attacked uh, Patricio, which was the leader of the um, in a match, to help his leader get the win. Leader gets the win, takes the win. Leader does not appreciate that Cole tried to help. Cole basically tried to prove himself. Leader doesn't appreciate that, so Leader beats him with the initial left with his back, throws him back to Van, and we blow. Right. Cole, had, Cole has been in, in um, ESWA for what nine months. He has never won a match. Never. He's zero and like. 12, like that. Holy yeah. crap! Poor Cole! <laughs> literally, literally, and I have a few characters like that where literally their their role is to lose. That's why I think of first my crazy character. I think of what their role is. What is their role in the game? I have a girl like that. It was Sunshine. Where I, got, I came in with her, um, kind of soured on her a little bit, took her manager away, and her role is just to lose. Her role is to lose, but she complains about the loss. So she comes back and she keeps trying to get rematches and fight, and she'll like one of our other characters, Carol, uh, who's a newer character to the league, um, she keeps she kept jumping her for like a month to keep, kept to just keep getting rematches, and every match she'd do something different. She cheap. She actually used the um, I think over the storyline with Chris Benoit and Orlando Jordan. Mm-hmm. For like 2005. I think so. Well, basically, he beat him. He kept beating him in like under 30 seconds. Yeah. Um, I kind of used that as a place where she kept doing cheap. She kept doing a different cheap shot, hit him in the back of the chair, do this, do that. Kept doing cheap shots to try and get a quick win, but then we get then we get rinsed steady. And then basically you come back and be like, well, one more. But kind of like the Christian Randy Orton feud, where Christian kept losing, but he kept finding a way to get another match. Oh yeah, I remember that. That's basically the story. I'm big Christian, my favorite wrestler, so big storyline for me was that one obviously but he kept trying to come back and get him he kept trying to come back and be like all right i want one more match i deserve one more match one more opportunity one more match one more match and he kept not and he kept losing until he finally won and that's what i'm at with cole is anyone is, is maybe one day he'll win and sunshine maybe one day she'll win she ain't winning but that's just the role of the character so you have to have a role of character what the character is doing that's kind of where i go with it is i have a role when i create a character or even when mm -hmm. i when i look to bring a character like, I'm bringing a character in right now where um, we talked about being the person who created the character. Actually, someone who, you know, wanted to network a little bit. Okay, cool. So I told him, what's your character about? There's another thing whenever you bring a character and I always ask, if your character was a character and they were real and they were an actual television character, what would be their story? Yeah. This guy's story says he's rich. He won money at the casino. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm literally just having a car randomly drive around there's just a lambo in cutscenes just driving around the or driving around the building 
and no one knows why. And he'll do that for like a month or so, and then eventually he'll appear. Who knows when? Right. But stuff like that, where it's like not actually a role for the character. That's why I do want to create a character. I don't create a character ever just to put a purpose of losing. Character character for a lull. Now, if their role is to lose, I'll give them at least a purpose. So it's not just a chump game. Yeah. They wrecked every week. Like Cole had a purpose. He was trying to, while he never won, his whole purpose was he was trying to prove to be a member of the group, the group uh, Praelian. Right. Works with them. Right. If you if you if you get recognized by the leader, you get branded. So there's a brand mark on their body, like a scar on their body, because it looks like a scar. Yeah. Like a cow brand, like you know, they brand the cattle. Yeah. That's how you get. That's how you. That's how you get noticed by the leader. So you have to get branded. Cole was trying to get branded to officially be part of the group. He kept losing, so he never got branded, and then eventually, he became a liability, so he was taken care of. That was right. his arc. That was the story arc. So he wasn't just losing for the sake of losing. There was an arc behind his losing. Right. So there was still that story of, there. Yeah, still a story there. That was his story. Sunshine, same way. There's a story arc behind her, behind her losses. Came in as a cocky heel, got like three or four wins, got cocky, lost. And now she's on this losing streak, and but still has the same attitude. So we're kind of arcing the story, where eventually, maybe the attitude will change, and she'll get a win. Right, exactly. I think for me, the where the idea comes from is, it could be like, uh, I'll give you an example, Bella Durov, she's a Russian. What do we know about Russia? Communism, um, the Cold War, uh, the Soviet Union, um, you know, those types of things. And I took all of that and I put that into a story. Like her father was killed trying to scale the Berlin Wall. Um, so, you know, she never really knew her dad. So she's wrestling for her father. And her, um, her mother and father always used to say this thing, the Moscow product from moscow russia and so you know i did that and i the rammstein this german metal band that i listen to they have a song called moscow and it's in german but it talks about the city of moscow so it all worked uh and uh she has these red pants with a hammer and sickle on her pants and hammer and sickle on her uh, on um her top so you know that's kind of how it worked um you know not every character is like that but uh you know, I kind of take things that are either inspired by my life or inspired by things that I've seen. And and I kind of do the same thing where it's like, what is their purpose? Like, what is their instead of like a you know, role, like kind of like you said, it's kind of like, what is their purpose for wrestle? Yeah. Um, you know, that, 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 that works. Yeah, that, that works. Too. It, gives, it gives it gives development behind it. Even characters like Carol's a new character that I got from someone else or the new character that I'm introducing. You have to have a role and a purpose for them for them being there. They can't just right. show up. They can't just show up there. Even like other characters, like Dayti, he has a purpose. His character has evolved with his purpose. Um, Prelia mm-hmm. has a purpose. They all have purpose, and there has to be purpose behind it to kind of make it kind of make it matter. Exactly, and that kind of leads in with everything that we've talked about today. Everything from Twitch, from you know, shining a light for wrestling creators. Uh, wrestling kind of potentially getting a rise and 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 stuff um my last question to you uh to wrap this up here is any advice that you have for content creators that stream things like 
WWE or a sports game or something that's a little more out of the ordinary that requires them to tap into their creative way of thinking than your traditional streams like Fortnite or your battle royales or you know where you just there's not much to it you just drop and and strategize to win is there any advice that you have for those creative people because I've noticed that there's been a couple times where people have told me oh we're not creative like you so universe mode is crap because we're not creative enough to use it or, or whatever you know that's kind of what uh i get the viewpoint from when people say oh they're not creative two things one yeah, obviously i mean if you're not if you're not if you're ultimately not creative not uh, not everyone is is going to have a creative mind not everyone's going to have a creative thought process not everyone's gonna, not everyone's gonna have that right not everyone's gonna have a thought process to be or to find a way to be creative, right? Right. That's just something that everyone's gonna have. Okay. So one of the biggest things is that find a way to set yourself on the pack. If this is something you're going to do, whether it's playing sports, whether it's playing, um, whether it's playing sports, whether it's playing wrestling, even your traditional stream, commit to it. And we'll, we'll stick to what we're the common kind of topic on hand here. We're wrestling. There are leagues that aren't crash creative in terms of creating promos, right? So what do they do? They find a way to make their niche. I know one league, I forgot the name of the league. What they do is they do nothing but M they basically made an MMA wrestling league. Where it's in WWE 2K, but it's mixed martial arts. Where it's That's awesome. Leagues. It's in a cage. It's knockout or submission. It has like a 10, 5 or 10 minute time limit, but basically it's mixed martial arts. It's literally what it is. It's all it is. So um, they have that option, right? And the way that, I, and, and what they do with it, they committed to it full time. There's the arena looks like it, the setup looks like it, the gear looks like it. They have win loss records that they really push and make real serious. So they committed to stuff like that. That didn't take a lot of storyline creativity. That's what they did. Um, but just commit to something. And also, don't be ashamed. I think one of the biggest things for me when I was streaming wrestling was i was a, i was kind of in the back of my head I was like man this is kind of silly kind of ridiculous and it was hard for me to get into it right right and then get to that point we just don't care that's why i'm at and i don't care that's why i make i make it's, it's a living comic book i don't care if people don't like it. i really don't care if people don't like it it's literally a comic book I, some people will say things about you you're making a comic book yeah i'm making a comic book. i don't read comics but i'm making a comic book i'm making actually you know it's crazy you know how i thought about it I came up with the comic book idea. What's it? I was reading. I was reading the Dragon Ball Super manga. Oh manga. yeah, hell yeah! Literally Man of reading, culture. Yeah, literally reading a Dragon Ball Super manga. I was like, hmm. And then I I downloaded the demo on my Switch called Manga Creator. It's one of those those ten dollar games called Manga Creator where you have to make your own manga. I was like, huh. I was like, what if I did instead of doing the promos the way I have been doing them because they take. And as you know, when you do those promos, the way you do with the video editing, yep. it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. It takes it a lot of energy. I, I, I went to the point where I got burned out doing it. So I was like, huh, let me try this manga thing. I found out not only is it easier on me to do, but I can do more in-depth storytelling because it's that much easier because video recording is it's, it's a little more difficult with video recording. It's not as difficult doing it that way. So I can do a lot more in-depth storytelling that way right then i could the other way i was going with it so that's what that's where where it came from where it came from so use inspiration from other parts of your life too use inspiration for other things in life 
like that's just what you're at. Like I like I'm a big fan of the Persona series. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that series. That series is a good big, series. Yeah. Big big fan of the Persona series. I'm thinking of how I can incorporate that character. I love the art style of Persona too. I love the that's one of the biggest things that caught me too is the art style of the game. So, um, I was like, how can I incorporate my love for the Persona series into a wrestling character? Now I'm thinking about how I can incorporate that to make it make sense. Right. And that's what you do is just take inspiration, take inspiration from elsewhere. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to create these, these 10 segment promos or anything like that. Take inspiration from what you have and then you'll learn. It'll be easier for you. Right. Exactly. I feel like people like think too much. I really think that that's what it is. They just think too much and they think they need this convoluted story. It's like, I tell people, look, I just said Belladurov, and literally, all I did was talk about history. Stuff that people already know. Like, if you've been to school, you know the Soviet Union, you know communism, you know the Cold War. Like, that's all it is, and... That... Literally a simple story that's that's not anything too convoluted. Like, people think, people think, oh, I need to be this widely creative, you know, have this creative mindset. No, you kind of just need to start off with an idea and, you know, kind of roll with it. You know, everything yeah, else is going to fall into place after. Exactly. Everything falls into place. Everything falls into place. Everything rolls. And you may get another idea. I got a different idea yesterday. Just streaming. I met um, my... I learned how to do the, the hotkeys on OBS. Yep. And I messed up a bunch of hotkeys yesterday. and actually spoiled some of my promos. Oh, so, no. Um, I learned yesterday, okay, I, got, I came up with a new idea of how to present it so I don't spoil my promos anymore, and I've tested it today, and it, it, you know what? It works. There you go. Always trying new uh, things, you know? You know like, that's you know, that's it, you know? That's the best way to go. You got to try new things. You got to work around it. It'll come, it'll come together. It'll yeah. It'll come together for sure, but you just got to work new things and make it happen. Yeah, that's pretty um, much it, yeah. And I appreciate you joining me today. I appreciate everyone coming out and uh, everyone listening to um, the podcast, either on the YouTube side of things or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. This podcast will be on my YouTube after after uh, we get done here. Um, you know, it'll be on my YouTube as well. Um, you know, and, and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I'd like to thank Fight Mike's for joining us today. It was a pleasure. Him and I plan on doing some awesome things together. Obviously, you know, we're constantly doing collaborations and things like that and, and everything. And, um, yeah, you know, all in all, just keep being creative and, uh, it's definitely a creative mindset. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't, you know, that something isn't creative. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of people just think too much and they, you know, sort of downplay their own creativity they view it as not being as creative as another person and i think you know the moment that you compare yourself to someone else you know is kind of the death of your creativity because then you're sort of saying oh this isn't good enough because somebody else does this it's creative in its own way you know you just gotta keep it going and um you know everything else falls into place but we thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of BTV. I'm not sure when the next one's going to be. We're going to get uh, my mod Young Sin uh, set up. We're going we're gonna to get that one set up. And that one should be a good one um, for sure. And, and have him talk about it. You know, what it's like to be a 
what it's like to be a, you know, a father, you know, and also trying to manage content creation and BCW now being rebranded into the Syndicate Championship Wrestling SCW over on Twitch. So we're definitely going to get him on maybe in a week or two. Uh, you know, I want to spread these out. Um, so we thank you guys so much for joining us on BTV. And thank you. We all love you. Wash your hands. Tell someone you love them. And we'll see you next time on BTV. Well, indeed. Take care, everyone.